0: Welcome to Shandy! My name is Katu and I'm a graphic design and advertising and branding student. On Mondays and Thursdays, you can tune in for motivation and reviews about moving pictures. Let's get started! Hello, hello, hello and welcome to Clean Beauty Day. So today we're just going to get straight into it. We're only going to review one documentary titled Toxic Beauty which obviously goes in theme with Clean Beauty Day because, you know, I mean, you can hear in the in the title, toxic beauty. It's about the beauty industry and how dangerous a lot of the things are. And we'll start with a plot summary, a short one from IMDB. A documentary with exclusive access to scientists, lawyers, advocates, regulators, politicians, a dynamic whistleblower, survivors and women who have lost their lives. So Toxic Beauty was directed by Phyllis Ellis who also directed Girls Night Out which is another documentary about binge drinking and young women. Toxic Beauty came out in 2019. It currently has 7.3 stars on IMDb and it's an hour and 30 minutes. I would just like to start off by saying wow like wow in the sense that first of all i'm not that surprised by you know the industry and how it doesn't care about the people it's making products for but rather the money that it brings in obviously not all the companies but a good amount and just wow like i okay there are certain things that i literally had never heard of before because you know my context as a namibian is not that of someone who's in america right so i've never heard of the johnson johnson case the baby powder and all those things Guys, I'm still sure. I, I watched it twice just to wrap my head around it and yeah, let's 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 try and get into it. So Dean Berg, an American woman who was the first to bring this topic of talc causing cancer, um, she brought it to light after posting something on her blog. After she was diagnosed with cancer, she went through like different Published How do I say? No, she went through one of her books because she was a she was in the medical field So she went through one of her books and she Saw at the back of Like the the back thing. I don't know what it's called But like the thing that would show the causes of something so like the causes of the type of cancer she had And she saw that one of the causes were talc now, talc is like a product, not a product, it's an ingredient that's used in Johnson & Johnson baby powder and it, it was used from since the creation of that product until I think about May or April 2020. I see now that they discontinued using talc in their baby powder and they've substituted it for cornstarch. And it's just wild to me because the talc which caused the cancer is in a product that she used ever since she was 16. And it's a product that a lot of people, when I say a lot, I truly mean a lot, of people in the world use. I, Johnson & Johnson, guys, When if I ever were to have a child or if I ever buy products for someone who has a baby or like, you know, a toddler child i would get johnson and johnson because that's the brand that we knew as the healthcare brand the healthcare brand for children babies especially you know they have that like baby fragrance thing and they have the shower what what and it's like gentle and you know all these different things especially the way they market it which i'm gonna get to that And there's just so much to it and it's so scary to think that something that's literally for babies can cause cancer. So that was just... I've never heard of this before, right? Like I've never heard of that lawsuit, I've never heard of that and the talk situation. And I know for a fact that there's Johnson & Johnson baby powder in my house right now. I know for a fact. And I just, I think it's really important that people, we're not, like, even in the documentary they said, we're not telling people to go and throw all your beauty products away. You probably should. But it's more that, and that we shouldn't buy products. It's more that the people who create the products should create better products. They should create products that don't have all these toxic things in them. And I 110% agree with that. It's, it's really scary. I mean, my problem, you know, we'll get, we'll get to my problem later in part two. So let's just carry on with the documentary itself. So Dean Berg, she refused a 1.3 million settlement from Johnson and Johnson because The settlement didn't include the fact that Johnson & Johnson would put a warning label on their product. So because they didn't want to put the warning label, she refused the settlement. And also to Dean Berg, it wasn't about the money. It was just about the fact that, you know, here's this company that lords itself as fantastic and brilliant and safe. And the only product you should use for your family but here it is having toxic ingredients that can cause or have been linked to cause cancer, so well ovarian cancer. So it's just to her it was like, no, you should have a warning label so that people at least know. because now it's just there like at that time I I honestly I don't know now I have to check myself but right now a lot of these products don't have warning labels on them about you know what like what specifically these different ingredients cause not what the product itself could cause if that makes sense so most of the ingredients in the products that we use today are well-known toxins like a lot of them are carcinogenic which means that They can cause cancer and it's just, it's wild to me. So like throughout the documentary, they would, you know, throw in all these scientific things. And I mean, I'm not a science person by all means, but it is generally easy to follow because they make it easy to follow. Whenever they put up, what's it called, Um, when they explain a certain ingredient, they'll put the name, what it is and what it's found in so like for phthalates for example phthalates as they wrote in the documentary are endocrine disruptors linked to developmental disorders reproductive harm and cancer and phthalates are found in fragrance lotions body wash hair products skin and body products nail polish perfume color cosmetics then you have paraben Parabens are endocrine disruptors linked to reproductive harm, developmental disorders, and cancer. It's a preservative and is found in deodorants, antiperspirants, soaps, hair, shaving, and fragrance products. So, you know, hearing that, like hearing that there is something that is linked to cancer and it's found in almost every if not all personal care product that you use lotion i use lotion body wash i use body wash hair products i use hair products skin products i use skin products nail polish my nails are always being done perfume that was me like hitting my nails perfume okay i don't wear that much but still i do have perfume color cosmetics honestly i'm not entirely sure what they mean by that i think maybe like I don't I don't know what they mean by color cosmetics, but you know, it's still scary. Paraben, deodorant, bra, deodorant. In a country like Namibia that gets hot. I'm in a desert country. It gets very hot and then very cold at night. Deodorant, essential. Antiperspirant, essential soaps, like all these different things, like I don't call them personal care items, I call them toiletries because that's just how I've been told to call them, is that English, been told to call them but anyways, yes, the documentary, so the documentary starts with Mel Lika, who's being interviewed about her adult life and then from there it goes into beauty products in their 30s and now they had terrible effects, like there was this one eyelash treatment that was supposed to I mean i don't know what it was supposed to do with your eyelashes but it basically caused blindness in women and then the person who was being interviewed melika there were moments where you know she was one of the people who got cancer from talc powder she was part of the lawsuit as well and there are points during the interview like they'll just have like moments where she blanks like it literally like she just her memory you know she's losing her memory because of the effects that cancer is having on her and there was this one moment where in between like takes they took a video of her taking a nap like she was she was it, it was just so poignant and sad and it was really hard to watch and you know i don't think that this documentary should be an easy watch it's definitely not something that I usually recommend or talk about. I usually like recommend you know like casual viewing shows that are easier to watch or shows that you know I don't often review nonfiction. so this was very as I said it was very difficult for me to wrap my head around it um throughout the documentary as well it also follows they interview lots of different people as mentioned in the plot summary and it also follows mimi Guyen, who at the time is a medical student and she did an experiment that was super scary like it had very scary results she did like her normal product routine for one day and then she sends samples I think it's samples of her hair and her urine and then a sample of something else and then she sends it to the what was it called silent spring institute Um, which is an institute who they study environmental factors that are linked to cancers for women or at least maybe not for women necessarily but for people who have those reproductive systems right and yeah so she did her normal product routine for one day and then the next day she used no products at all and i mean nothing no toothpaste no deodorant no soap no shampoo no conditioner no lotion no nail polish zip nada nothing and then she did she sent the same samples and then she went to a place called the detox market i think it was place that sells like natural clean organic products in her neighborhood or something and then she used those alternative products trying like trying to replace like all the other products that she used and she sent the same samples again to the silent spring institute and the lab results showed that on the day where she used like her normal product routine, which is over 27 products, according to the IMDb longer summary, she had more of the MEP chemical in her system than 95% of Americans. I. J- guys. I was bewildered so MEP is monoethyl phthalate and it's a common one found in the beauty industry and it's been linked to hormone disruption developmental and reproductive problems and cancer according to the documentary so she had more of this chemical in her body than 95 percent of americans just blew my mind because from what I had seen in the documentary it didn't seem like she used that many products like and you know it just makes me wonder knowing what my toiletry situation looks like I know that I have I could say about more than 30 products in my bathroom right now so it's definitely like an eye-opener and you know, it's really it's really scary because I I use a lot of toiletries and it's just it's it's completely wild to me. But anyways, that wraps up part one and I'll be back just now for part two. Documentary, right? It was definitely as I said just before it's definitely an eye-opener because I know the products that I use and she does meant and Mimi Guyen she mentions that she uses Neutrogena and like I use Neutrogena so I got like really stressed. But you know fine okay be scared but at the same time what are you gonna do about it? You know you can't just be scared and then not do anything you know so it's just it's important to understand that what you see is not always what you get right so for example they also spoke about the different ad campaigns and how the way they would do it is that you see this Eurocentric person on the screen, and they're beautiful, and they're part of the societal beauty standards that you know of, and you see them using this product, and immediately you click in your head, okay, this person who's deemed beautiful by society uses this product. Therefore, if I use this product, then I can also become beautiful like this person who is deemed beautiful by society. And, you know, you know it's not true right like you know that everyone has i mean if you really want to talk about beauty everyone has their tastes first of all but second of all i personally believe that everyone's beautiful in their own way and then thirdly speaking this thing of wanting to be beautiful when there's so many other things that are more important than beautiful right so in terms of like appearances I don't uh, it's a whole nother story but you know this thing of I remember I might have mentioned this in my in previous episodes before but I remember I was in class and I think it was life orientation in high school basically like a life skills class and then we were having a debate about like beautiful people or something like that and then everyone was like you know a bit heated like no this person beautiful because what, what, what? I, Honestly, I don't remember exactly what it was. But then this one girl, she raises her hand. The teacher calls on her. And she's like, why do we want to be beautiful? I'm paraphrasing, of course. She basically says something along the lines of, what's the point of being beautiful? You could also be smart. You could also be kind. You could also be courageous you know she said something along those lines now it's just like Jay and I'm so sure for the rest of my life I'll never forget that you know it's it's just something that is literally ingrained in us that we need clear skin we need straight white teeth we need long eyelashes, we need long beautiful hair, we need, we can't have hair on our legs, we should wear bras, we should shave, you know, all these different things, right? So it's just so stressful to have all of that poured onto you and then To live like that your whole life without realizing that you don't need to be beautiful. That's not what, that's not, that's not how you're deemed as worthy, right? Well, that, that, okay, well, you shouldn't be deemed as worthy based on your beauty, basically. But then, you know, that is really a whole other conversation that I probably would need to flesh out a bit more. But yeah. So these different ad campaigns that would pose these ideas that their product will do amazing and wonderful things, and you know, as someone who studies graphic design and advertising and branding, I understand a bit about the cycle, psycholo- psych- yeah, psych, psychology. Sorry, about the psychology that goes behind it, and it's also another reason why i'm really happy with what i'm studying because then it helps me see the world in a way that i can deconstruct it like i'll see a a campaign and be like oh these people are saying this about their product but i know in my head that it's not necessarily true because blah 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 i don't know if i'm making sense but basically i can discern truth right like it's I'm because I'm taught to make such things I know how I would be able to do it in such a way that it isn't harmful yeah I think that's yeah that's where I'm going to stop because I I might step on my own toes and it's just just wow like this documentary it really blew my mind and you know there were a lot of things that people were saying like um someone in the beginning i can't remember their name or their face but i'm paraphrasing and they said something along the lines of we have regulations for what goes in our food but not for products we put on our bodies every day And what that person means is that the FDA, which is the, what's it called? Is it not Food and Drug Association? I think something like that. It's this organization in America that regulates and approves drugs and foods and like different things that would go out into the public. I think that's that's about like kind of what it is. And There's, like, a page and a half of regulations for the beauty industry. Because for some reason, and it's corrupt reasons, allegedly, the FDA is actively not regulating the beauty industry. Like, they let the beauty industry regulate themselves. Which is just phenomenally wild to me. Like, I just... (sighs) I don't want to say it because I do want you to watch the documentary because you won't get obviously you won't get the full experience from listening to the review you have to just watch it and it's just it's normal it's really just wow so until like the technical part of the documentary I don't have much to say except for the editing i think the editing was superb when they have the text that's overlaid especially in the beginning you'll see they have like the text that's overlaid on the falling powder at first that really confused me hey because i knew nothing about the documentary i only saw the poster when i was looking for something to watch and you know i saw like the face with the powder on it and i was just like what is... I'm so confused. And then, you know, you see the falling powder, and then the text is, like, overlaid on the top. I was just like... I I mean, it looks cool, but, like, I don't understand. And then that's when they introduced the talc and the baby powder and Johnson Johnson. And then I was like, Chai! Wow. That really reinforces it quite well. And then, you know, it just... There are different like techniques used in the documentary that's used in the beauty industry, especially for skincare, you know, and you know what I'm talking about, you know, when you have like different adverts, it can be print, it can be videos on social media, and it's most definitely like close ups of the ingredients so like close-up of the lotion or like close-up of the bubbles and the serum you know that sort of thing and they used those techniques when they were showing the definitions of the phthalates and the parabens and you know it clicked to me i was like oh my god that's a parallel to the beauty industry itself because that's how they market their things because they do have an emphasis on how ingredients are the reason why your skin will get better or why what 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 what. and just to see how that same technique of close-ups can be used for something that's so dangerous but it's still the same thing if that makes sense because it's still the same product that has those parabens and the phthalates and the other toxic chemicals in it so that was just I think that was very well done very powerful and it's just it guys what what else can I say like it's really good I think it's it's very well done it's well shot the science is there it backs it up um you know you don't get overwhelmed by the science and you know it doesn't end with okay the beauty industry has all these terrible things sit with your sorrows it it does have an uplifting note where it gives you solutions and all those different things so I think that's you know a really great part of that as well as a black woman I definitely have my experiences with my self-image and how you know that self-love journey definitely it's an up and down thing right like it's not linear by any means so i'm familiar with not being comfortable with myself and i'm also familiar with absolutely adoring myself and then i'm also familiar with the in-betweens of those two You know because they're on different spectrums on different spectrums on the same spectrum but the opposite sides and you know i was actually (laughs) i was literally gonna buy like skincare products today then i thought to myself you know what hold on let's watch this shanti. then we'll decide what we're gonna do because now i'm gonna try and i'll i'll give you some tips and whatever after I did a bit of research so after all the doom and gloom let's talk about change right so we can simplify our regimes as in our skin routines our body routines we should research our beauty companies and read the labels so now the problem with these labels right is that you it's a lot of words and it's a lot of unfamiliar words and there's very few things that are more boring than reading all those different terms and you know for situations like that I would suggest um, going through and looking for these different resources that can help you look at a product and tell whether it's a clean product whether it's Has some dangerous things in it or whether it's just completely bad. And those links are in my show notes, and my show notes are available as a member of my Buy Me a Coffee. And there are also some articles in those show notes for this episode. And also just to take everything with a grain of salt, yeah. So you can avoid definitely the words that I mentioned the phthalates and the parabens and there's so many other chemicals to avoid as well and that just it'll I literally couldn't even explain everything because that would really it would not be a documentary review it would just be something else entirely and then yeah just try not to use the mainstream products and try looking for cleaner products and then research online like if you see something like i don't know let's say there's a product and it's called like clean skin care vitality range i don't know and then you know just google google is our friend here google clean skin care vitality range and you'll see everything that comes up then you can also filter to news so you can check articles about it. And then you can go to the website and then you can look at the first like few ingredients. Okay, if you see the word phthalate or like paraben, and sometimes phthalate and paraben are suffixes, which means they come at the end of words, then you know you just also check that out, make sure. And just, yeah, there are also a bunch of articles in the show notes that explain. The different toxic chemicals that you do find in a lot of the products so definitely check that out as well I think it's a great resource and let's see what else can I say yeah I mean let's take strides you know let's let's keep corporate <laughs> what are they called let's keep corporate people where? let's keep them on their toes like hey man you guys need to make proper things like you need to make sure that your products are okay they're not tested on animals what 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 and all these different things that you prefer in your products generally i prefer not generally but like i prefer cruelty free stuff because I i don't i feel like i really don't need to explain myself And yeah, so guys, just, you know, watch the documentary. Let me know what you think. And show notes are available as a member of my Buy Me A Coffee. Don't forget to follow Shandi to stay updated. And I will see you for next Monday. Thank you so much for listening. It means the world to me and you'll be welcomed back with open arms when you're back for the next episode. Follow Shandi on Instagram at shandi.pod for updates and as a way to reach me should you have any ideas, questions and so on. So I'll see you later.